Hello again. I'm Mark Harry, and thank you for joining me once more as we're going to the army. Welcome one and all to the start of the second year of the Going to the Army podcast. So much has happened in this last year as I've seen this venture progress from the mere germ of an idea into a real ministry that has regular listeners in all continents and over 50 countries. So on we go straight away into year two and what better way to start than with Colonel Norman Bearcroft's timeless classic march, Temple 85. which was played for us there by the Egon Band, by the way, under the baton of Bandmaster James Williams, is one of those marches that has retained its popularity all the way through from its publication in the 1970s right through to the present day. I have very fond memories of Colonel Bearcroft explaining how it came to be composed in a typically humorous presentation at Bandsman's Councils when I was a very young man. Alongside the humour, though, I also remember that he told us the words of the chorus used in the march. He's the same as yesterday, today, forever, and he's mine, oh yes, he's mine. It's not a chorus we've ever really used in the UK, but I gather it was popular at Toronto Temple, and that was the corps that asked for this tune to be included in the march to celebrate their 85th anniversary. The fact that also gave that great march its name, of course. Now, in year two, I'm hoping to introduce a few new features to the podcast. And one that comes about because of its popularity in a few previous episodes is an opening song. 
Podcast 4 from October 2013 has proven to be the most listened to of all the episodes so far, and that included in this spot, Happy Song. So, to get us all singing and waving our flags here, from the Century of Salvation Song Festival from the Royal Albert Hall is Storm the Forts of Darkness.
Schwartz is, of course, a great example of William Booth's desire to not let the devil have all the good music. For it was once, as most of us know, a homage to whiskey. Here's to good old whiskey, knock it down, knock it down, they used to sing in the pubs and clubs around London. But the army took it and used it for its own purposes, and we're still using it today. It's another song, in fact, that's recently come back into widespread use in the army through a new band arrangement, and it has, it seems, particularly captured the enthusiasm of army youth. I love it when that happens. We have a great duty to our young people to introduce them to and to help them to appreciate our rich heritage of Salvation Army music. More and more it seems that many of our young people are only acquainted with the songs that are used in other churches. Hillsong and Matt Redman, etc. And while there are many great songs that have come from these places, we must never ignore the fact that the Salvation Army has so many marvellous songs that are our very own, and we should be proud of them. Storm the Forts was requested by Keith Brown in the USA. And we stay in the USA now for a beautiful arrangement that was brought over to the UK by the Southern Territory Band and Songsters in their tour of 1996. It's a vocal arrangement of Kenneth Downey's band setting of the song Jesus, Lily of the Valley.
I heard that arrangement sung live in St Mary's Church here in Portsmouth. That's a large old building with a beautiful acoustic, and to hear those chords and those harmonies ringing around that church was a great joy, I can assure you. The original song we heard there was one of many that was composed by Sidney Cox. And I've been doing some research into Sidney Cox, as he's always a figure I've had a bit of confusion about. He was born in the UK, but emigrated to Canada aged 20 in 1907. At first a Methodist, he joined the Salvation Army in 1909 and became an officer, serving until 1944, when he was 57 years old and a major. Then he left the army and branched out with his own evangelical revival mission until his retirement, whereupon he returned to soldiership of the Salvation Army. I don't know the full circumstances, of course, but I always have mixed feelings about things like that. Sometimes it seems to me the army has been a little too set in its ways, unable to accommodate some of the daring, bold ideas that I think the founder himself would have loved. But who knows? The main thing is, of course, that God used Sidney Cox in a great way throughout his life, and he continues to use many of Sidney's fantastic songs to touch our hearts and inspire us today. Another prolific army composer of the last 50 years or so has been John Larson. We all know his musicals, of course, written with fellow General John Gowans, but General Larson has written a lot more than even those. Here is a band selection of his music that was put together by Peter Graham, music maker, and played here by the Enfield Citadel Band.
suite was made up of four of General Larson's tunes, Triumphant Jesus, Sing and Make Music, Knowing My Failings and Joy in the Salvation Army. There's a great euphonium part in that piece, I recall, as so often in Peter Graham's work. I remember hearing Peter Graham's music first at a Scottish Congress while I was on a family holiday at Balvonie, one of the Salvation Army's old holiday homes for officers. Air Citadel Band played the march New Generation, and I remember being tremendously impressed both with the march, which included a chorus written for the Congress, and also by the rather shy 16-year-old composer who rose to acknowledge the very generous applause. Now, there's a march we must listen to here before long. Singing company time now, though. And we're going to hear once again from the Sunbury Junior Singers under the baton of Major Joy Webb. This is a fine setting of another familiar song. Sing them over again to me, wonderful words of life. with original words and music by Philip Bliss, is around 150 years old. It makes me think sometimes when I hear of songs from the 1990s called Oldies by Salvationists, which I'm afraid happens all too regularly. I'm sure George Marshall, along with Messrs Mozart and McCartney, would all like to agree that it's not a song's age that's important, but its quality. But hearing the children sing there brings us now to another favourite children's hymn. We all grew up singing Jesus Wants Me for a Sunbeam, and I've had a couple of requests for a piece of music based on that very hymn. As so often happens, both requests came within a day or so of each other, 
Firstly, from my own mum, Major Jean Harry, who remembers playing this piece with Adelston Band before she entered the International Training College, but also from Sylvia Summers, a great friend and supporter of going to the army. So here, for them, is the Rose Hill Band, conducted by the composer of the Air Vary, Albert Jakeway, and a sunbeam.
I'm sure my nephew, Luke, won't mind me mentioning that many years ago, having returned from Sunday school at Chatham Corps, he was heard singing in his bedroom by his mum, my sister Ira. As she got closer, she heard him singing what he had picked up as the words, A zombie, a zombie, Jesus wants me for a zombie. (laughs) I'm sure he was put right although it provided us with one of those wonderful stories that only being a parent can provide. Okay, another change for year two of the podcast is our new logo. And what a fantastic logo it is, created by Jay Harley, a lady who's very quickly become a good friend out in Australia. Jay remembers hearing this next piece sung by the Danforth Songsters about 50 years ago, and she'd been looking for it ever since. After a couple of false starts, we managed to track it down for her last month, and in gratitude for my efforts, Jay, a fabulous artist, has designed the new logo for the podcast. So here, for Jay, is that piece, The Kingdom, based on Isaiah 35 and composed by Colonel Brindley Boone. Shall the lame man 
There is a lovely story about the composing of that piece in Brindley Boone's autobiography, The Best of Both Worlds, which is available from SPNS, of course. There's a link on the webpage, and which I highly recommend to all who enjoy army music. Brindley writes that he had been approached by Colonel Bramwell Coles, the head of the International Music Editorial Department, about the possibility of a follow-up piece to the vocal selection New Jerusalem, which had been successfully published a couple of years earlier. So he cycled around the Sandwich area of Kent, where he was the CO at the time, collecting for harvest and looking for inspiration. But in vain. Eventually, on the last day of collecting, he came across a picturesque cottage with a beautiful garden, and the gardener himself was leaning contentedly on his spade. When Brindley commented to him on the lovely garden, the man replied, You should have seen it when I first came here. It was a wilderness. Like a flash, Brindley Boone thought of the words from Isaiah, and as he cycled the six miles home, the piece was already forming in his mind. He played it on the core piano that evening, and the next day wrote it down and sent it to Colonel Coles. That's how God often works with composers. He provides the inspiration in so many ways that it's sometimes hard for us to say, I wrote it. It's more like, he sent it. And it was at this very point in preparing this script that God once again intervened in his special way. I was thinking of a way to link that last item to the next one, a song requested by another regular listener to the podcast, Royston Harris. This song is another army favourite, and one that is very special to many of us through moments of consecration and rededication. The song in question, How Can I Better Serve Thee, Lord, is another that I'm sure was sent direct from God to the composer. And upon looking it up, who should I find was that composer but Colonel Bramwell Coles himself? I've said many times that I don't believe in coincidences, but in God-incidences. And I know that his hand is guiding me right now as I prepare this script and podcast. I sincerely hope that it's the prayer of all of us to ask that question, How can we better serve you, Lord? Let's all begin with a silent vigil at the cross as we listen to the peace of that name. Colonel Bram Coles's tune set once more by Kenneth Downey. Silent Vigil.
Here at the cross in this sacred hour, Here at the source of reviving power, Helpless indeed, I come with my need. Lord, for thy service, fit me, I plead. One of the places many of us as young Salvationists knelt in dedication was Cobham Hall. For 51 weeks of the year, it was nothing more than a rather grand building that housed a rather posh school. But for the other week, it was home to Salvation Army youth musicians from around the world. Like Sunbury Court, Tilney Hall and many other venues around the world, these places hold so many dear memories of fun times, great music and life-changing decisions for so many of us. Well, we're fast approaching the time of year when many such music schools, now widened to include other aspects of the arts, of course, and consequently renamed, will be taking place. One of these, as I've mentioned before, will be taking place in the African country of Malawi, and the gathering there will be the first of its type in that country. And I know that the young Salvationists in Malawi are so excited about this event. There's still time to sponsor a delegate to attend that event, so if you feel inclined to do so, please follow the link to the Facebook group of that name, and I'm sure they'll be delighted to hear from you. As you do so, do it joyfully in the hope that God will bless both your gift and all the young people who attend Salvation Army summer schools this season. For hope keeps you joyful. And we're reminded of that promise by the girls' voices from Cobham Hall in 1979, singing the song that was composed for them by Norman Howe and Trevor Davis. Let hope keep you joyful. Okay. 
song I'm afraid time is just about up once more for us except that is for one more march and a special dedication to go with it 34 years ago this month the highlight of my own week at Cobham Hall was meeting the great Eric Ball and playing under his baton the march torchbearers 23 years ago this month the highlight was the birth of my first son Morgan It hardly seems possible it was that long ago, let alone the fact that he has a four-year-old son of his own now. Well, Morgan is still as army balmy as his dad and his granddads were, and plays when he can both in the army and so far also with two championship section contesting bands as a percussionist. Morgan has asked me if I'd play that march for his birthday but I feel I should warn the traditionalists amongst you to just keep a finger on your pacemakers, because this version has a slightly different feel about it. This is Torchbearer Swing by the Amsterdam Staff Band. So happy birthday, Morgan, and I'll see you all next time. God bless. Thank you. 